Alleluia, Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I picture us today with Mary Magdalene early on the first day of the week while, while it is still dark. There's inky shadows. Stars fade into first light like a, like a sedge of cranes in snow. Bird song and leaf rustle in the easy coolness of the day. A feeling, though, of grief's sharp, stunned in-betweenness. Wandering in her desert lostness, something still draws her onward. What we now know as PTSD, the horrors of Golgotha replay themselves in the mind as she feels her way, one tender probing step in the blackness at a time. Her people, she thinks to herself, had a pillar of fire by night, a cloud by day, but she, she has only this desire to see her Lord uh, one last time and to collapse perhaps against the stone rolled against the tomb and water the parched earth with her tears. Arriving there, something is amiss. The stone is rolled back, so she runs to Peter and the beloved disciple to tell them they have taken away my Lord, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've laid him. They all race to the tomb. The first hangs back, but he, he peers in. It's the first, the first look. Linen wrappings. Peter, huffing and puffing, and being Peter, pushes past and enters in. A second look, a second look reveals linens, yes, but... Also, the cloth that covered Jesus' head rolled up in a place by itself. Another detail. The first disciple, emboldened now, crosses the threshold as if on eggshells, joining Peter, putting his arm around him, and they look together, and a shudder of recognition as the beloved disciple, his eyes widen. He sees something. But inexplicably, inexplicably, they leave that empty place, flee the terrifying vacancy, the silence, returning to what they still think of as home. Why do I put home in air quotes? Because when we know the risen Christ, where is our home? Anywhere we happen to be, even in a hospital bed, nestled there. Now Mary, more lost than ever, stands stunned and, and weeping, unable to move. She gazes into the bewildering emptiness. She looks again a third time. She looks. Her eye finds some purchase in that dizzying darkness. She finds the linens, 
The cloth rolled there, scrolled there, placed there. Through her tears, two blurry angels framed the place where Jesus had been lying. She gazes into the space between the cherubim. There's a play of presence and absence, linens and darkness, and to the question, woman, why are you weeping? All she can blurt out is, I don't know where they've laid him. The empty tomb were not given easy answers, but were gifted a disposition. The invitation to call, the call to look and look and look again with the eye of the heart, to enter into that place of darkness and dizziness and bewilderment and confess we do not know. By love, God can be embraced and held, but not by thinking, says John of the Cross. How much of our life has been spent trying to grasp and hold God by our thinking? The call to look, to willingly befriend this unknowing, and to enter it, that's the call. We gaze on that empty place between the cherubim, gazing and not knowing. The dancing flicker between darkness and linens and the cloth rolled there, scrolled there, placed there. Look, look, and look again. Like Cezanne at his beloved Mont Saint-Victoire. I looked it up 36 times. <laughs> he painted that in oil and 45 times in watercolor. Look and look and look again. We stay with the darkness. We stay with that apparent, apparent emptiness. We stay there. We remain there. We watch there. And then the promise, the promise that in that baffled staying and remaining and gazing into what we think is darkness, the empty tombs that inevitably pock our lives, right? A depression, a loneliness, a sick child, a grief, a despair, at a world gone mad. The promise that in that apparent darkness, in that empty place, something that can't be grasped, imaged, thought through, or resolved. Something, no, someone, someone is present. It's pregnant there. Love suddenly kicking in that tomb, that womb, waiting to be born in us, with us, for us a faith beyond mere pipsqueak belief that turns us slowly around. Turns us slowly round in hope and over the shoulder glance only to hear those words again. Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Spoken by some gardener. Remember at the beginning of John's Gospel, though, started with that question, what are you looking for? And now, that what is a who. Faith, not an object, but a relationship with a risen presence. So we see a gardener 
But we look with Cezanne, and we look, and we look again, and love himself, turning us round, entering into dialogue, eager to wake us to his presence, hidden there in the unlikeliest of places. We enter into that place of barrenness where words fail and the mind balks. We look and look and look and stay and remain there and something turns us around. Love's ever-present voice teasing us out of self-enclosure into relationship, exchange, encounter. Not, not, thank God, with an easy answer but with a question that calls us into question, whom are you looking for? A question that makes space, that makes space for green-thumbed love to meet us, to greet us, open us to the wondrous truth that lo and behold, God is not done. God is not done. Tombs turned to wombs. Red Sea turned into a royal highway. The cross, a tree of life, whose apple we are to take and eat and see that the Lord is good, good, very good. Crooked ways made straight, even, even as we take those inevitable twists and turns on life's, life's crooked highway. We hear that. Mary, Mary, Mary. Try it to yourself. What does your name sound like, spoken, whispered, gazed upon? Jesus' lips. I'll tell you what it doesn't sound like. The way I talk to myself, Tyler, it's not that. It's something different. Can we hear that? Can we let that wash over us? See, her name, our name, spoken on love's lips, called from nothing, created anew on this first day of the week, the breezes rustling in the olive trees. Let there be light, and there is, and it is good. Light that shines in the darkness that no darkness can swallow up, for darkness is not dark to you, O Lord my God. Hidden, hidden right here as a gardener speaking Mary's name, your name, my name, calling us into life that is truly life, child of God. You our beloved, just as you are, Mary, Mary, Mary. And now Mary sees. Rabuni, teacher, she crumples against his chest. The scars on hands and feet and head and side, glorious and shining, worn as an everlasting trophy of his victory, as Bede says. No, love's not done. The joy the joy, the bafflement, the desire now to hold on to him, to hold on to him, to never, never let him go. But green-thumbed love, hidden there in a gardener, whispers, don't hold on to me. 
don't hold on to me. We wake to the indissoluble bond of love, know ourselves unshakably spoken in each moment from love's lips, only in the open-handedness, the open-handedness of letting go and letting be. Let me go, says Green Thumb Love, so that I might ascend to the Father and thereby descend to the depths of your heart. Let me go so that ungrasped, I might be all and all and never leave you comfortless. That ungrasped, I might play, he says, play and dance and body forth in 10,000 places and faces and traces. Do not be afraid. Open your hands. Let go and let yourself be loved. That's the call. That's the invitation. That's the gift of this day. And so may we, as Mary goes, go, go. From the dizzying darkness, from staring into that apparent absence framed by cherubim, with love now on our lips, may we also say, I have seen the Lord. I have heard my name this day spoken on love's lips. Not just my name but everybody else's name, too. Think about the one person in your life who's giving you the most problems right now. Hmm? It, sh it shouldn't take long. <laughs> in the same way you heard your name spoken on love's lips, hear their name spoken on those lips, too. And see what kind of new relationship emerges from that openness, that open-handedness. So our name, their name, spoken. He's risen and descended to the depths to make of this very earth a heaven. He's no longer boxed in some ark, no longer penned up in some tabernacle, pinned behind some curtain, that's been torn in two, top to bottom. He is with us here, now. He's whispering our name anew in each and every moment. Mary, Mary, Mary. Oh, death, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, hell, where's your victory? No, love is not done. Love is not done. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Amen.